the League of Women Voters of Dane County, and Madison City Channel present Know Your Candidates. Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. I'm your moderator, Lynn Klessig. I'd like to introduce one of the candidates for District 1 of the Madison Common Council, Brian Driscoll. Brian's opponent, Lisa Subek, was unable to attend due to an illness. To start off, you will have three minutes to answer the following question. What is your professional, educational, and civic background that qualifies you for this office, and why are you running? Thank you, Lynn. My name is Brian Driscoll, and I'm running for Alder of District 1 on the Madison Common Council because I've been a Madison resident for 15 years, and during that time, I have been a public servant. I began my public service as a student at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, volunteering for organization, organizations just like Habitat for Humanity. I continued my public service, moving on as a public school teacher here in the city of Madison. I did that for seven years, and after that time, I continued my public service as a state employee in our state's energy office. The thing that I am most proud of, besides serving the city of Madison as a public school teacher, is the work that I've done with local units of government around the state. Over 140 counties, cities, villages, and towns have voluntarily signed on to an initiative to increase efficiencies and decrease costs in their daily operations. And I'm very proud to have been a part of that. So through my experience as a public school teacher, and as the Community Relations Director at the State Energy Office, I'm hoping the combination of efficiencies in our government operations and developing community in our classrooms, our neighborhoods, and in our business districts would be appealing to the voters in District 1. And moving forward, I look forward to having conversations with you at your doorsteps, in your kitchens, and in our businesses around District 1. Thank you. You will now have two minutes to address the other questions. The next question is, possible cuts in aid to municipalities are looming issues for the city as a whole. How do you think the council should prepare to address it? That's an excellent question, Lynn, and the way that any intelligent management style would address this is by prioritizing. And the priorities for myself as a candidate, and as I've seen by looking at a nearly $500 million budget for capital in, uh, operations, <coughs> and, or excuse me, capital budget as well as the operating budget, the most important piece of that is public safety. After we look at public safety, the next most important piece would be our basic services. And then we're looking at things like economic development and planning and moving on to making sure the buildings and the facilities that house our employees and all of the, the vehicles and machinery and things that we need, those are the next ones down the list. So the priorities for myself would be maintaining or improving our public safety, 
and really making sure, especially on, in, in District 1, that we would Im improve the responsiveness and quality of the public safety services through our police and fire. Uh, and then secondarily, I would really push to continue to improve the basic services like uh, snow removal, recycling, and garbage pickup. Okay, thank you. The next question is, what do you think the city should, at a minimum, prioritize during very lean times? It's a very similar question to the first one. Mm -hmm. um, if we are to prioritize, it's telling who we are as a community. And for homeowners and business owners to want to be residents or want to be business operators inside of the city of Madison, we need to do a couple of things. First, like I previously stated, public safety is the biggest concern. Second, basic services. But the thing that really makes the city of Madison work is a strong infrastructure. And we need to continually improve that so that we can retain and then attract the businesses necessary to grow the tax revenue base. Um, one of the concerns that I have moving forward, and maybe we'll address this in one of the future questions, but um, there are many residents inside of District 1 that are on fixed incomes. Uh, they're either close to retirement or in retirement, and over the last couple years, it's been really tough with rising property taxes. And uh, I think it's important for us, not just with the cuts that are going on, but also knowing that we need to be living within our means um, and respect those that have been in the city of Madison and Madisonians for decades. Okay, thank you. And the next question, Brian, what do you think are the two or three most important issues facing your district that should be addressed by city government and that you intend to work on as an alder? Um, I think the, some of the issues that I've already discussed, uh, it'll sound a little repetitious, but to be specific, first, in the public safety realm, we need to increase the human resources. And when I say that, I don't just mean the number of staff for our police officers uh, that would be at the West Side Police Station, but I'm also talking about the staff that works directly with our neighborhood watch organizations. Um, there are community policing teams that work all across the city of Madison. And inside the West District, we have some of the busiest uh, police officers across the city. And we also have one of the largest geographic spaces. So they're being stretched every day. And so I think it's important for us to be more proactive especially with the public safety piece. And as our counties and our school districts are also seeing tough budgeting times, it's gonna be important for us to layer our services together to increase the impacts. So there's a good example would be in our school districts. We have a classes on personal safety, they, the acronym is COPS. And when I was a fifth grade teacher in the Madison Public Schools, uh, a police officer would come into the classroom once a week for an entire quarter of a year. And this was an opportunity for that police officer to proactively create relationships 
with 10, 11, 12-year-olds. And those positive, proactive relationships then would be extended into their neighborhoods and their homes. And so if we can continue programs like that and increase collaboration with the, our school board while respecting their autonomy, and then also looking at some of the public safety and public health uh, staff, the public health nurses that are working through the city and county are doing wonderful things with some of the uh, public projects as far as uh, the gardens and art. It's really about having kids, families, uh, residents in general increase that connection to their community so that they can have a share in what the community identity is all about. And so during this uh, race so far, I've been talking about quality community connections. And to me, it's, it's not just three words. When we talk about quality, it's, it's really trying to hold on and maintaining that quality of life through efficient and smart government, community through the development of community identity in our neighborhoods and in our schools. And then the connections piece is really about having our families connecting with each other, connecting with their neighbors, and reaching out to others. So I think the, the public safety piece is still clearly the most important. And secondarily, um, if we have that public safety piece, the economic development and uh, the ability to grow our tax base will be more possible. Um, recently, I've been reaching out to businesses in District 1, and we're talking about creating a District 1 small business owners group. And there are groups like this around the city of Madison. And I'm fortunate enough to have developed relationships with a restaurant owner and a couple of other small business owners in the district and they just want to be able to share their experiences with one another. And one of the largest issues that they're coming across right now has to do with access to capital. And that could just be month-to-month -month operations and making sure they're covering their employee costs or that could mean they need a major purchase or they need to upgrade their facility. And if there's an opportunity for a restaurant owner to interface with an, um, an entrepreneur who's trying to uh, attach and create a new business or a well-established business in, in an architectural and engineering firm or a, or a grocer who's just down the street from them. If there's just an ability to create that forum, we can at least change the perception that's going on right now in the city of Madison because we need to improve our public image with how we treat business. And once that changes, we will be able to grow our revenue and not um, have to put it on the backs of all of our, our homeowners and small business owners. Okay, thank you, Brian. And the next question is, <clears throat> excuse me, what do you think, what do you see yourself as the best candidate for balancing neighborhood, district businesses, and overall city resident interests that are often contentious? Oh, that's an excellent question. Um, so if we're, if we're looking at issues that are important to the neighborhood that I live in, I live in Midtown Commons. It's a developing neighborhood. It is actually has a very high density of folks living there. If we're looking at the district, 
Our district is one of the largest geographic districts in the city of Madison. And there are some areas that are sparsely populated. Um, not many, but there's still some. And then if we look at the city as a whole, every area of the city is different. And what I bring in my personality is pragmatism, logic. Basing my conversations and my decisions from those conversations on facts and the information that's shared with me starting with the residents in District 1. So similar to a question you asked when we had this first forum, how am I going to represent District 1? I'm going to represent them as a resident of District 1 first. And second, then look at the greater uh, city as a whole. Um, and even inside of District 1, there are really unique characteristics. We have a well-established, strong neighborhood who's been around for over 50 years in the Green Tree neighborhood. But then when you look at the neighborhood I live in, there was a building that was just completed last summer. And we're going to see more developments like that in the future. But what we need to do is bring those neighborhood associations and homeowners associations together so that they can learn from one another. There's a really good opportunity there, just similar to the District 1 business owners group that I mentioned earlier, just creating forums for people to be able to share and to be able to learn from one another can take us further. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> what committees, Brian, do you wish to serve on and why? Oh, that's a, that's a really excellent question. Um, I think it's important first and foremost to be a part of the committee that makes budgetary decisions. Now, understanding that there is also a mayoral race going on right now and ultimately our mayor has a decision on appointments, I will respect either candidate's decision if I'm fortunate enough to move forward and represent District 1. But I really feel that my background in the state energy office in managing over tw uh, $12 million in programming for local units of government around the state has trained me well in looking at how we break down line by line and how money is spent responsibly. So involvement with the budget. And then secondarily, I think that any public safety type of committee would also be an excellent place for me to be. And finally, economic development. Um, these three things are the pillars of why I'm running. And uh, if I am fortunate enough, um, it'd be an honor to be a part of those three. Okay, thank you. Is there any other issue you believe is important that has not been addressed in this conversation? Hmm. There, there are some things that um, I think are often overlooked in, um, in the day-to-day -day goings on because we have just a few blocks from us right now things happening that people are hearing about all over the world. And um, what I think is really most important is how Madisonians are representing our city. And for people to disagree without being disagreeable, um, I think is a, is a real um, 
It's a real tribute to the character of the average, or in this case, well above average, Manisonian. And uh, I'm proud to say I live in this city and that we've been able to peaceably disagree for over a week now. And uh, I think it's important to highlight that. Okay, thank you. Now this will be time for a one minute closing statement and you can start now. Thank you, Lynn. Mm -hmm. And thank you to the City Channel as well as the League of Women Voters of Dane County. We have about five more weeks before April 5th. And I hope to see each and every one of you in your homes or businesses around District 1. But what I want to leave you with are a couple of things. First, I'm new to running for political office. This is my first time. I bring a fresh perspective on how we can run the city of Madison and how the District 1 priorities can be brought to the rest of the Common Council and our Mayor's office. I also bring statewide experience in learning from associations, nonpartisan associations like the Wisconsin Counties Association, the League of Municipalities, and the Wisconsin Towns Association. I will take those best practices and lessons learned with me to the chair when I sit in that seat to represent District 1 if I'm fortunate enough, fortunate enough to have your vote. Now as we move forward, I hope you challenge me and ask me the tough questions because it's important for us to continue a dialogue and have a very responsive representative for District 1. So I promise you that I will continue to communicate as much as I am able. Please visit my website at www.driscollfordistrict1 or driscollfordistrict1.blogspot.com or you can find me on Facebook at Brian Driscoll in Wisconsin-Madison. Now, we do have a couple more weeks to go and I look forward to our conversations and I hope that we can move forward together. Thank you. Thank you. Unfortunately, we have run out of time. I would like to thank Mr. Driscoll for joining us. And also, I'd like to thank the viewers and remind everyone that Election Day is Tuesday, April 5th. Please vote. If you would like more information about voting procedures or obtaining a copy of the League's Candidates Answers publication, please call the League office at 232-9447 or visit our website. Again, I'm Lynn Klessig, and on behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us.